909. This is Jeff Wagner. After a tough Packers game, I thought we needed some good news, and I am very pleased to be joined by the governor of the state of Wisconsin, Scott Walker. Governor, good morning. Hey, good morning. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Um, when did you get back from uh, Korea? Uh, late Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, I spent the whole day on Saturday, Saturday Korean time, uh, with uh, the members, 270 airmen from the 115th at Truex Field in Madison, Wisconsin. I couldn't have been more proud to see them over there. Very cool. Well, Governor, you know, for people who say that that government can't get things done, I I was looking, the Foxconn deal was announced on either July 25th or or 26th. Here we are less than two months later, and you're going to be signing that bill later on in Sturdivant today. Um, It's a good day for Wisconsin, isn't it? It is, and it's particularly a good day for people looking for good-paying, family-supporting jobs. For years, candidates running for office have said, you know, elect me and we'll help do that. And uh, I couldn't be more thrilled uh, that today we're going to be signing legislation that will open the door for thousands, literally tens of thousands of good-paying, family-supporting jobs right here in the state of Wisconsin. And you're right, we did it on an impressive timeline. Biggest economic development project in the history of the state of Wisconsin, one of the biggest in the history of the nation. Do you anticipate any vetoes, or do you think you're going to sign the bill as is? No, there'll be a couple line out of vetoes, just a few things that need to be tweaked to streamline the process, but the substance that remain intact. And uh, a number of the changes that they made, both in the State Assembly and ultimately the State Senate, uh, will uh, will largely remain intact. Things that improve the bill, and we said all the way through the process, we were open to improvements. We weren't going to ram this through in a day or two. It took us a couple months to get the whole thing done, but it's well worth it, and uh, it's a huge win not just for the people in southeastern Wisconsin, where the direct jobs would be, but but really people all across the state. $1.4 billion each year in uh, supply chain. That's about, well, it's actually more than four times what Oshkosh Corporation does right now, which is one of the biggest in the state. And uh, we couldn't be more thrilled, not to mention the 10,000-some construction workers that will be needed to build this thing. Governor, were you surprised and or disappointed that this bill got so very little support from Democrats, including Milwaukee area Democrats, who you would think constituents would serve to benefit from having 5, 10, 13,000 jobs, plus all the ancillary jobs within 20 miles or so of where their, their districts are? Well, the bottom line is people will benefit regardless of whether they're legislator uh, was uh, was willing to help out or not, and uh, that, that's why I couldn't be more thrilled. But it, it was amazing to me that cynically there were some politicians in the state who were willing to put their party uh, ahead, of, uh, ahead of not just the state as a whole, but even the interests of their constituents. Now, a few exceptions, you know, Peter Barco uh, was uh, uh, so strong on this, he actually ended up getting, uh, really uh, getting a coup against him for his leadership because there are Apparently, there are some Democrat lawmakers who are so dead set against even the perception of a victory for us that they couldn't stand the fact that here was someone voting for the interests of their district. But for him, for people like Corey Mason Racine, but particularly of late, for your point about Milwaukee, for Jason Fields to stand up and, and make an impassioned plea to say, if he's trying to look out for a way to put more African-American men to work, what better than to have thousands of jobs not far away? and we're going to make sure that uh, not only in Racine and Kenosha counties, but that for a lot of folks looking for work in Milwaukee, that, that we have a pipeline. And, in fact, very specifically, probably we'll put some transit routes uh, directly to this new uh, this new uh, ecosystem with 
tens of thousands of new jobs. Governor, one of the remaining controversial um, provisions in the law is the the portion that allows, if there is the inevitable litigation, which we we know that there will be, uh, allows essentially a direct appeal to the state Supreme Court. Um, are, Are you concerned at all about litigation involving that provision itself? No, I mean, we've had these sorts of discussions in the past. This is just about uh, speeding up the process. It still, still gives people their day in court. Uh, but the bottom line is uh, we believe that the law I'll be signing in a few hours uh, is indeed constitutional. It's, it holds the other laws in the state. And the irony is for all the hype and hysteria about this uh, from an environmental standpoint, it really just streamlines the process. The requirements will still be for Foxconn, like any other business, big or small alike, they'll still be required to follow the laws that protect clean air, clean land, clean water. And, in fact, on things like uh, you look at wetlands, they have they will ultimately have a higher level of responsibility for mitigation for replacing wetlands uh, than they would under current laws. So current laws, uh, 1.3 to 1, this law for them will require 2 to 1 match and uh, so it's, it's a good deal all the way around. It just speeds the process up. Governor, when do you anticipate the announcement as to the precise location of where the plant is going to be? Oh, I think you're going to see that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, for them, they wanted to get through the legislative process. We'll have a contract uh, by the beginning of October. And I think the timeline is going to be between now and then in terms of when they uh, announce the Pacific site. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, that we early on we looked at both Kenosha and Racine counties as sites, and the reason they didn't with the announcement of picking the state of Wisconsin was they liked Wisconsin, they liked the sites that they had here. They wanted to try and keep the uh, the price of land down to a reasonable level, which I think anyone who's bought land before can appreciate. And uh, now that the law will be in effect as of today, and the contract will be signed at the beginning of October, uh, this is the right time for things to be announced. Do you think the personal relationship you developed with the, the people at Foxconn, particularly the, the the highest echelon, do you think that ha, – ha, does that give you a more of a comfort level? Because some of the naysayers are there saying, well, look look at Foxconn and look what happened in Pennsylvania or this, there, or the other thing. I get the sense that you feel very comfortable with the people you have been dealing with at Foxconn. Oh, I do. And, and you know, it's interesting that people bring that out up are apparently people who, who are rooting against success for the people of the state of Wisconsin. I, I'm rooting for success. I'm optimistic. I actually think Foxconn will not only meet, I think they'll exceed the expectations. And I just want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power, not only to provide the workforce they need to fill those 13,000 direct good-paying jobs, jobs, remember, that pay on average $53,875 a year plus benefits, but I want to make sure that we take it a step further, not only that we help them fill their workforce needs for these good-paying, family-supporting jobs, but that we don't miss a beat, we don't miss a step for any of our other employers. And so over the next several years, thankfully with this budget, I'll be signing this uh, in a few days this week as well. It really puts, and it, and it had it planned far before Foxconn, but it only helps even more to put more and more and more into workforce development, worker training, education, to make sure that every employer, whether it's 13,000 jobs or 13 jobs or 130 jobs or whatever the job number might be, that every employer in the state gets the kind of cooperation they need to build a strong workforce. As long as you brought up the budget, Governor, (laughs) uh, you know, over two months overdue, but are you satisfied with the package that's now coming to your desk? Absolutely. I mean, this is one of the best budgets the state has ever had. 
think about it. We're both cutting taxes and investing in our schools. We're able to put more money in the schools than ever before, more actual dollars in the K through 12 education. At the same time, we're able to cut taxes. In fact, property taxes, as I predicted, will be lower in December of 2018 on a medium value at home than they were in December of 2014, and that means they'll be lower than they were the December before we started in 2010. We're, in fact, eliminating an entire tax, the state tax on uh, on your property tax bill for the first time since 1931 will no longer be there. And so we're able to provide property tax relief, overall tax relief, still invest in our schools, still make major investments in our budget, all because our reform dividend, the reforms that we've enacted over the past six and a half years are working. They're working, which is part of the reason why Foxconn is here, and they're working, which is why we're able to balance the budget while cutting taxes and still investing in things like our schools and our workforce. When do you anticipate groundbreaking for the Foxconn facility? Well, I think the overall, uh, the, the, the mega groundbreaking for the whole uh, ecosystem will be this spring. They're going to start work on other elements uh, of that even sooner. Uh, they don't waste any time. They want to be up and operational by 2020, so they're going to have full construction going early next year in 2018. And, of course, one of the things gets gets lost in the discussion is, is that construction, they're going to be hiring Wisconsin companies. They're going to be hiring Wisconsin workers, as, as well as people probably from all over the country. But there's going to be a lot of people here. There's going to be an immediate economic boon, boom to this area before Foxconn even opens up, right? Unbelievably so. 10,000 construction workers. I was holding a session on this a couple of weeks ago in La Crosse, and a, a company, Hoffman Construction, came down from Black River Falls, so in the northwest part of the state of Wisconsin. They were there to support this because they said this is by far the biggest project they've ever potentially been involved with. And so they recognized that just to move, you know, they're very much involved in, in moving ground, and whether it's in uh, road building or other construction projects, they see this as a boom. They see this as uh, years of uh, full employment for the people at their uh, their site up in Black River Falls. And so this is one of the things that I- I've said all along. I believe that uh, that this Wisconsin Valley project will be become more popular every day that goes by after we sign the bill today because every time people hear of another construction company all over the state, every time um, somebody hears of another supplier, because remember, $1.4 billion of supply chain just in the state of Wisconsin alone each year once it's operational. So that, that in comparison, Oshkosh Corporation spends about $300 million a year on supply chain uh, with small and mid-sized companies in the state. This is more than four times that. So every time people hear about supply chain contracts, every time they hear about construction contracts, people are going to realize what a big deal this is and how if they're not directly benefiting their neighbor, their families, others in their community will be benefiting all over the state of Wisconsin. Okay, Foxconn deal is done. The state budget is done. When we've talked over the last several months, you've said you're going to withhold any announcements about your political future until, again, the budget's done. That's now happened. We, are we going to hear from you about re-election uh, in the next couple of weeks or so? Yeah, it's uh, it's obviously the worst guest secret that I'm interested in sticking around for a while to, to see all these good things through to keep us on the right path. I want a few weeks to keep stressing all the different parts, you know, because all throughout the summer, attention was on the few little differences between the Assembly and the Senate. There's a lot of really big, important things beyond just property tax relief and school aids in this budget we want to talk about over the next several weeks. But I think a good time 
to look at making an official announcement is probably the first week in November. November 6th uh, would be a year out from the election, and November 2nd is my birthday. So sometime <laughs> between those dates, I would imagine it would be a good time to make an announcement about election. Well, Governor Walker, welcome back from Korea. Um, big announcement this afternoon. I know it's something you've worked very, very hard for. Thanks for joining us, and you have yourself a great day, sir. Thanks, Jeff. You have a great one. Okay, Bye-bye. take care. That's Governor Scott Walker back from Korea.